Now this morning, we're going to pick up where we left off last Sunday. And I want us to focus on what is said down here in this portion, beginning in verse 16 through to verse 18. We read there, and this is our Lord and God, Jesus Christ, speaking to the Apostle Paul. And he says, Rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. Of God's grace and the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, I have made you a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people, the, the Jews, and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. I have sent you to preach the gospel. And you remember, Paul said, I'm deter I've determined not to know anything among you but Jesus Christ and him crucified. And when Paul writes about his labors in this ministry, he says this, Wherefore I am made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Unto me, who am the less, who am less, less than the least of all saints is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, he was made a minister of the gospel. Verse 17, Acts 26, Delivering thee from the Jews and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. And we see here the Lord mentioning five things. Notice verse 18. To open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by, that, that, by faith that is in me. Our Lord Jesus Christ declares in Luke 4, verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. And that's what the gospel does. And that was the message of the Apostle Paul, to preach the gospel of the grace of God. Now let's uh, take a moment and look at these uh, five things mentioned here by our Lord. Um, again, verse 18, to open their eyes, to open their eyes. Who needs eyes to be opened? Those who are blind. Is that not right? Those who are blind. Blind Bartimaeus sitting on the wayside begging. And when the Lord asked him, what do you need? He said, Lord, that my eyes may be open. You see, blind men need their eyes opened. And by nature, by birth, we're all blinded by sin, born in sin, blind spiritually and in darkness, unable to see unable to understand the truth of God, that is until God in mercy opens our eyes to see God our Savior. Now, if you would turn to the book of Ephesians and look there with me in chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. It says there in verse 15, Wherefore I also... After I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, 
that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, and what is the riches of his of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Verse 19. And what is the excellent greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. You see, God must give us eyes to see him. And you have God quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. And then a, a few pages to the right, we read there in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17, This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. And then Ephesians 2, verse 4, it says there, But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, blind and dead. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, verse 5, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved, and having forgiven you all your sins, and raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenlies in the Lord Jesus Christ. But God raised us from the dead. You see, beloved, this is why the Lord said to Nicodemus, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Except, except a man be born from above, he cannot understand, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Not, not unless he's born again and sees, understands, and believes the gospel. In the book of Job, Job writes this in the last chapter of the book that bears his name. He says, Lord, I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. Wherefore? I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. And old Saul of Tarsus, before he savingly heard the gospel, well, he had a high opinion of himself, did he not? I mean, he thought he was something. And not only did he have a high opinion of himself, he had a low opinion of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is, until the Lord saved him. And after the Lord saved him, he had a very, very high opinion of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, he's God, my Savior. He's God, my righteousness. And now he has a very low opinion of himself. And he says, and, and we say with him, beloved, oh, wretched man that I am. He says, I'm the chief of sinners. I'm less than the least of all saints. And that, my friend, is how a man knows that he has seen with spiritual eyes, that his eyes have been opened to behold God in his character. And when we see God in his character as holy and righteous, we see ourselves as sinners, and that's what the gospel does. And God sends out the gospel. You know, he sends his preachers out with the gospel to preach the word, and God takes that word to open the, your eyes to give you an understanding and a heart to believe the gospel of his son. If you're ever talking to someone, and you feel emboldened, <laughs> the Lord gives you an open door, and you want to say something. You want to say something that has power. <laughs> as quickly as you can, even if you can't remember his word perfectly, 
you open the book and you say, he said, he said, <laughs> he said. The power is in God's word. It's not in our eloquence. It's not in our words. It's in the, it's in the word of God. Remember, our Lord said to Nicodemus, he said, no one may enter the kingdom of heaven except they be born of water and the spirit. And from Genesis to Revelation, we have the clean water of the gospel. And as that word is declared, beloved, he blesses it in power and calls out and saves his people. Those he saved before the foundation of the world. And the second thing it says here, it says to turn them from darkness to light. When your eyes are opened and you turn to God from your idols, you turn from the darkness of your blindness to the light. And beloved, he's our light. And he turns us from the power of Satan under the power of Almighty God. Indeed, he turns us from the darkness to light. Look at the last part of verse 20 in our portion. It says there, And then to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet or fit for repentance. To turn to God from our idols, beloved, that's what repentance is. It's turning unto God. Now find uh, 1 Thessalonians, if you would. 1 Thessalonians. And we read there, beginning in verse 9. For they themselves show of us what manner of entering we had unto you, how ye turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, which he raised from the dead, even Jesus which delivered us from the wrath to come. You see, beloved, he turns us to God from our idols. And notice it doesn't say we turn from our idols, although that's true. But he says here we turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. And we see that in, in uh, the book of the Psalms, Psalm 80, where David says, Turn us, O God, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Turn us again, O God. Grant us repentance. Lord, give us repentance toward God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We read in Acts 26, verse 23, and this is what the prophets and Moses said would come to pass, that Christ should suffer, and that he should be the first that should rise from the dead and should show light unto the people, unto the Jews, and to the Gentiles. And beloved, Christ is that light. We were born in darkness, loving darkness, hating God, loving our sin and hating God. That is until God was pleased to turn on the light. And when he turns on the light, beloved, we see him. Our Lord said in John 8, verse 12, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And then in 2 Corinthians, if you turn there with me, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, we read there in uh, verse 5, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. You see, God must command the light to shine. And when he shines that light of the gospel in our heart, what do we see? What do we see? We see the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And when Paul writes about that in Colossians, he, Colossians, he puts it this way. Uh, Colossians chapter 1, he writes there in uh, verse 12. Colossians chapter 1, verse 12. This is how Paul puts it there. He writes, Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Beloved, we were blind, and he gives us eyes to see him. We were in darkness, and he shines the light of the gospel in our hearts and causes us to believe that we should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. First Peter 2, 9. You see, when the Lord is pleased to give us life in Christ, he reveals himself to us as the all-sufficient Savior to take away our sins. And we see, see ourselves as sinners. And we see the only remedy for our sin is the Lord Jesus Christ, who's come in our room and in our stead, and to take our sins and to put them away. And that's our hope, beloved. The forgiveness of our sins in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we see how he can be both a just God and Savior in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now here's the third thing. Again, we're just focusing on this one verse in Acts 26, verse 18. It says there, to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of the evil one unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins. You see, beloved, we need the forgiveness of our sins. And the Lord, in saving mercy, gives us complete and total forgiveness of our sins. Remember Paul, when he preaches his first sermon? It says there in Acts chapter 13, just a few pages to the left there, Acts chapter 13, verse 38. It says, Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that, that, that through this man, the Lord Jesus Christ, is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. And by him all that believe are justified from all things which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. How are we justified? Beloved, we're justified freely by His grace through the redeeming blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have received. And what do we receive? We receive the forgiveness of our sins, a complete pardon for all of our sins in Christ, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. And uh, John put it this way, the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from all sin. And notice in our portion in Acts 26, it says there in, in verse 18, Acts 26, verse 18, it says that they may receive forgiveness of sins. How do we receive it? We receive it by faith. God-given faith that looks to the Lord Jesus Christ for our total and complete forgiveness. And not by works of righteousness, which we've done, but according to His mercy, according to His mercy, He saved us. You see, we receive the forgiveness of sins not by our works, not by our doing, but by His grace through the shedding of His precious blood. And this forgiveness of sin is complete forgiveness. Just complete, 
utter and complete forgiveness. And, beloved, we'd be in big, big trouble if he didn't give us complete and total forgiveness of all our sins. God said, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. And he tells us again, their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Beloved, we have the complete and total forgiveness of all of our sins. We have the eternal forgiveness, never-changing, everlasting forgiveness of his blood. You see, this is not a temporary thing. It's, it's, it's eternal. For he obtained for us eternal redemption with his own blood, and it's free forgiveness, full for forgiveness, complete forgiveness. God that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? And we receive this forgiveness of sins as his free gift, and it's just forgiveness. It's upright forgiveness. It's holy forgiveness, is it not? You see, he's the only just God and Savior. And he's the just one. He's the just God and the justifier of those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we have right now before God, we receive this complete salvation, this free gift, his gift that he gives to us, the forgiveness of sins. And then here's the fourth thing our Lord mentions, an inheritance. Again, we're looking at Acts 26, verse 18. It says there, Inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Beloved, we have an inheritance. We have an inheritance in him, in, in the salvation of sinners, his, his elect. And that by the blood atonement of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've been given this inheritance. And the whole of that inheritance is by the grace of God. You see, the whole inheritance is by grace. And we're heirs of God and joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. When Peter writes about this inheritance that we have in him, in 1 Peter chapter 3, when he writes about this inheritance, he sets it forth as an inheritance of grace that's incorruptible and undefiled. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3, he writes there, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, in, in, in that day. Beloved, we are heirs of God in Christ. Ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that through though he was rich, Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that through his poverty we might be made rich. Beloved, Christ is our inheritance, and we have the riches of everything that God has for us in the Lord Jesus Christ, an inheritance of grace. See, we don't merit the kingdom of God. We inherit the kingdom of God. You see, for the believer, it's good to live in Christ and to die is gain. Beloved, aren't you glad that our hope is just not in the here and now? You see, our hope is an eternal hope, and that hope is in Christ. You see, as believers, that's what we look for, that heavenly inheritance we have in Christ. And so to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that we may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith. And notice the last part of verse 18 by faith 
that is in me. In me. You see, saving faith has an object. Saving faith always looks to the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our sanctification. We're not sanctified by what we do, no more than we're justified by the deeds of the law. Just the same, we're not sanctified by the deeds of the law. Rather, we're sanctified in Christ. And saving faith looks to the Lord Jesus Christ for justification. Remember Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Romans chapter 5. Turn there with me. says there, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And that, therefore, points to everything that preceded it. Remember, the Apostle Paul writes in Romans chapter 3, verse 10, he says, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. And then he writes in another place in that chapter, he says um, there in, in verse uh, 23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God to declare, I say, at this time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. And then that therefore points everything preceding that chapter 5. And again, verse 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so too, we're sanctified by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ by faith that is in Christ. And we read in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, says there in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, second last verse in that uh, chapter. What a, what a precious verse that is. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, Second, second last verse. But of him, but of God are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. You see, my friend, he's the whole, uh, and I, I intend no disrespect uh, in, in using the, the, the common nomenclature, <laughs> but he's the whole package. <laughs> he's everything in salvation. Indeed, he's everything this sinner needs to stand before God complete because he's provided fully everything I need in my Redeemer. In our Redeemer, beloved, the Lord Jesus Christ, we receive the forgiveness of our sins and the same way, beloved, we receive the sanctification of our soul by, by faith in Christ. For those who are blessed to hear the gospel are, God, are, are given faith to receive the word of the gospel. See, those who are blessed to hear the gospel and are given faith to receive the gospel, they can truly say with the Apostle Paul what we read here in our portion back in Acts 26, verse 2. I think myself happy. Happy because we've got eyes to see him. For we've been translated out of darkness 
and translated into the kingdom of God's dear Son. Through him we have forgiveness of sins. Through him we have an eternal inheritance in the Lord Jesus Christ, and he has sanctified us, set us apart for his glory. I think myself happy, King, happy King Agrippa. I think myself blessed. I think myself glad. I'm blessed of God. And blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not, in, not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. And that's a blessed man. That's a happy man. Psalm 34, verse 8. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. I thank myself happy, King Agrippa. And Psalm 65, verse 4. Blessed is the man whom God chooseth and causeth to approach unto him. Happy's the man that God chooses and causes to approach unto him. Psalm 84, verse 5, Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, and whose heart are the ways of them. Beloved, we're blessed. God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the Lord Jesus Christ. I think myself happy. I think myself glad and blessed of God in so many innumerable ways. And beloved, God gives us all grace now, and all glory forever and ever. Amen.